Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning into the Modern Cavemen podcast brought to you by Primal Goods Company. Uh, this week's episode, Yoni and I sit down with Mark England at Paleo FX in Austin, Texas. You guys will probably be able to notice there's a little bit of background noise. It's because we were on the showroom floor. So bear with us. It's still a, a great episode um, and tons of tons of gold in there. Mark England is the co-founder of Procabulary. Uh, Procabulary is a course around upgrading your language, self-talk, the stories you're telling yourself. Yoni and I took this course back in 2016 when we met Mark. Um, he was putting on a seminar with Mike Bloodsoe on the East Coast, and we learned about Procabulary, and both took the course and absolutely loved it. Um, it's had a huge impact on the way that we speak, and it's brought a lot of awareness around the words that we're using and the effect that they have on our lives. Um, Mark also recently launched another program called Enlifted, can be found at enlifted.me. Enlifted is a mindset program for strength athletes. It launches today, tomorrow, very, very soon. Um, give it a look, check them out. Mark and Mike are always up to very, very cool things. Lastly, uh, if you guys have any feedback for us, please send us a note, send us a message on Instagram. We love hearing your feedback and we really do appreciate all of the feedback that we've received from you guys so far. Sorry if you hear the little voice in the background. Yoni's daughter recently found out what her vocal cords were within the past. It had to have been five days and she's making all kinds of adorable little noises. Um... Yeah, so please, uh, the feedback, anything you guys have for us, we appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in. We know there are a lot of podcasts in the podcast app, and we appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us and learn a little more about the people that we're chatting with. Uh, without further ado, enjoy this awesome conversation with Mark England. Boom, we're recording. 2019, is it true, gentlemen? Fellas, good morning. Mark. Yoni, Matt. You. Good seeing you. Good seeing you two again. It was a very pleasant surprise. First time we met was almost a year ago, May 2018. Flow stated. Your workshop with Mike Budso. Yes. Which made a huge impact on our lives and your course, Core Language Upgrade on Vocabulary. And I just want to start with what happened at that workshop is that after that workshop, both Matt and I wrote our five-year, um, I don't want to know, I don't know if I call this a goal list, but, you know, kind of like, think, yeah, a plan, a, a, a life plan in as much detail as possible for the next five years, which we've been... That's huge. Huge. And I'm moving to Atlanta as part of this plan, which I didn't know that's going to happen. Uh, but m what's important to me became so much more clear and it made my decision making so much e so much more easy and now I'm here recording a podcast with you which I'm stoked about doing this podcast especially talking to you right now and boom what a beautiful life and and you made it even more beautiful so thank you for that my my pleasure you guys were you guys were in the game before in, in lifted was in lifted so yeah. a little of the backstory I don't know if you know it uh, Mike and I you know did his show and when was that <laughs> January 2017, and we hung out each month for a weekend, like 
pretty much for the next two years. We started, the conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, started about throwing a festival. Because Mike was throwing parties, they were fun. I'm like, dude, you know, we should throw a CrossFit festival or some, some kind of movement festival or something like that. And we, you know, we, we actually put it up on a chalkboard. We have pictures of the early lab schematics, the formulas of, of what was to be enlisted. And my hand, his handwriting is bad. My handwriting is, is horrible. <laughs> so you have these two dudes that are just staring at this chalkboard, and nobody but us can read it. <laughs> and we're having ideas and things. We're like, no, okay, let's, let's chunk it down, as they say in the game. We'll do workshops instead of festivals. We'll get to the festivals later, which we will. <laughs> um, and so we were like, okay, cool, what are we going to call it? Uh, well, what, 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 what happens to people when they think and speak in, we'll call it better ways, and they move a little bit better and they breathe a little bit better? Well, they got, you got, they got more flow. Let's call it flow stated. So we did. And we did four, four workshops. Mike and I did three together, and then he did a flow stated workshop with Brandon Powell, who's our breath guy in Enlifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys were at the Travis Mesh event. That was that was um, that was early days for this man, and you know one year later, here we are. We launched and lifted last thir- this this past Thursday, and set the booth up for Paleo on Friday. It's been a hustle. It's been a push. Our our third business partner, Adam Chin. He's not only is he really good at what he does, the dude's funny. So he he describes himself as as the man in the chair. You know, the guy in the movies, it's the guy in the chair supporting the people that are out in the out in the field, and he's telling them what's coming up before they can even see it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's the man in the chair. That dude almost broke himself to make this thing happen, and and it happened. Amazing. Yeah, here we are. I mean, okay. Cool. At your service. It's everywhere. It's discouraging. It's a full program, and I can I can make it succinct. I'll tell you where it, or how it started, where it came from. So I've been a coach for 12 years, and the first five years of that, I was living in a, a hut on the beach uh, of, of, of Koh Samui, Lamai Beach, Koh Samui, which is an island in the Gulf of Thailand. And I was um, uh, working at a, a, a fasting resort. People would come and... It's a crazy scenario. They would come and pay to not eat for seven days, take these weird pills and, and detox shakes, bentonite clay and psyllium husk, and then you stick, have kalimas twice a day, five gal- ten gallons of water if you count both of them, up, up your backside and right back out. And, and 
Uh, uh, so people were there to transform. And, and when people stop eating, a lot of times the, the stories start to come up. They have that extra mental real estate to look at themselves. And so I did a, a tremendous amount of one-on-one -on -one sessions, which entailed uh, myself and another person in a room. I had a very sparse living environment. It was two chairs, a table, and a mat that I slept on in the evening and then just folded up on the wall at night. That was it. I loved it, man. It was great. Uh, and so I paid very close attention. There was no distractions. It was just me and the person in the chair, and I was staring at them tracking the words and I started taking notes and I kept taking notes so it, uh, two years into my practice uh, clients they started asking they're like okay this is great and what do I do when I come home go home and I was like okay uh, wrote two paragraphs out and I looked at that what I had just done and I, I got nauseous because I saw it for what it is I was like I'm going to be taking notes and researching and building whatever this is going to be out for decades. It was a monumental amount of work. It was a life's work I was looking at once those two paragraphs were down, which is why it's so important to start. Just get something down on paper, man, or woe man, right? And, and, and then keep going back to it. Build it out. Build it out. And so two paragraphs turned into four paragraphs, and four paragraphs turned into a page. And then a page turned into... Uh, uh, three pages and what what started to show itself to me was a pattern a pattern of the language use the the word use usage that, that people were unconsciously saying the stories they were unconsciously telling themselves and, and putting themselves in a stressed state so there is a subset of the English language called that we call conflict language, and this is vocabulary. I'll talk about vocabulary and, and lifted and what the, the difference is here in a second. And there are three pillars of conflict language. And these were at the at the core of each one of my clients' issues and my own was at least one of these these pillars of conflict language. Most of the time it was a, an amalgamation of all three. And it's soft talk negations and projections okay so negations I, I, I can't keep living like this I don't want to have so many arguments with you Yoni okay I'm not spending all my money this weekend Matt yeah, I, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm not going to keep living in, in such a an uh, uh, in, insecure way what what that what happens when someone uses the, the can'ts and the won'ts and the isn'ts and the shouldn'ts and the nots forces us to make worst-case scenario mental imagery and stare at it. And if I do that 50, 60 times through the day, it jacks me up. And I'm going to go into more about what the jacking is. Then there's soft talk, which was uh, it was the last one that I put together, or the last one that, that presented itself to me because it was, it was so commonplace in my language. It was so ordinary. I, I just I, I missed it. So that's the, the maybes, the likes. The possibilies, I guesses, the seems to be's, hope. Just is, it's, it's in a uh, category called pressure language. Okay, so it's not soft talk. It does, um, it, it, it is in, under the umbrella of conflict language. So, you know, if you guys asked. I struggle with just is why I asked. 
A lot of people do. Yeah. I did. It, it, a lot of times, uh, I'll pick one word and focus on it for three months. And how I start that process off is I'll take the word that I have now observed to be detrimental to my thought process, and I'll write it out. I'll write it down in very large letters, like 10 times the size of my normal uh, size of, of writing, and I'll write it 10 times. So I'll have a page with 10 justs. I've done this. I did this with the word just. 10 justs on it, and I circle it and mark under it, and then I just look at it for about a minute. And that's enough, this is important for your audience to understand, that's enough to engage the reticular activating system, which we talked about in, at the Travis Mash workshop, yeah. right? The flow stated workshop. So uh, I talk a lot about you know, the time my car got stolen. I had to drive my dad's farm truck around. It's a 1985 Ford F-150 in Richmond, Virginia. I didn't know there were so many of those cars there. In there were actually a lot. Once I got in that car and started driving it around, I started noticing more and more of those things. That's the reticular activating system at work. And most people have had that experience. They, they buy a new car. They ride in their friend's new car. and they start, Have you guys ever had that happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you start to see that same car. You're like, where the hell are these things coming from? And not only am I picking up more and more of those cars, I'm editing out uh, what's not that. So while I was seeing more and more 1985 Ford F-150 pickup trucks, um, I was... Missing, uh, editing out blue Oldsmobiles and white vans. Don't remember seeing any of them. Okay, and the same thing goes for what we allow ourselves to see once we've established a, a, a framework or an identity in our in in about ourselves and our life. So, um, and and I'll circle back to the, the soft talk here in a second. We're off on a reticular activating uh, system tangent. If I grow up in a household and uh, I keep hearing as a child, you know, life is hard. You know, life is hard. You've got to work hard. You can't trust people. So now those statements, which are, are those facts or are those opinions? Those are opinions. We had a girl stand up in the, the, the workshop on Friday and she rattled off uh, some, some sentences that were train wrecking her. Like, I'm not good enough. No one really appreciates me. I'm not lovable. And we got her through a little bit of the emotional uh, 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 layering of it. And I, and I asked her, are those facts or opinions? And she looked at it and she, she accurately identified them as opinions. Most, people, most people's problems are, are facilitated <clears throat> through opinions. So back to the, you know, you hear life is hard. You got to work hard. You can't trust people. And you grow up and those, those ideas, are, are, they've established residency in your mind. And you go out into the world, and the opportunity for uh, life to be easy at times, okay, so you can relax. You, you just, you, you, the reticular activating system will not let you see it. It will edit it, it out, okay? You ever met somebody who uh, has a hard time taking a compliment? That's, the, that's that. They've, they've used their language in such a way that they make it very hard for themselves or impossible for themselves to give themselves credit. So when someone else comes up to him and say, man, what you did the other day, well, that was fucking amazing, dude. And I really like this one little thing. And they go, yeah, it was okay, but, you know, I really messed up over here. So they'll, they'll, they'll just look, they'll, they'll acknowledge it for just a half a second and get out as soon as possible. We've all met people like that. Sure. Our language is doing that for us, for better or for worse, all day, every day. Most, so vocabulary, most people's language works against them. 
we teach people to use their language to work for them. It's, it's the, the world was flat, now it's round. And now it's flat again, depending on who you ask. But, um, so, you know, the maybes and the I thinks and the possibilities. I think I might want to go to paleo effects. None of these people said that. None of these people said that. It creates a tremendous amount of indecision. And indecision is stressful, especially over a prolonged period of time. Okay? And it's also a little bit spooky if you if you look at the word syntactically speaking. I think I might go to paleo effects. Okay? There are two I's in that statement. There are two me's in there. Why did I create another me and delegate some of the decision-making uh, process to another version of me? I got, I got enough stuff to deal with with just one. <laughs> and then we got the venom, which is, which is uh, projections. You, know, you never let me live my life. You, you, never, you never listen to me. There's a good one. That's quite common. I hear those a lot, especially when like, you're trying to make me feel dumb. Sure. Thanks. Okay. Um, and now what do I have? So I have now abracadabra to myself. And for all the people that you guys know where this is going, <laughs> they've taken the courses. The, the, so I remember where I, where I was when I learned about this. I was in Ecuador. I was living in Ecuador at the time. So I got a couple of pages down. This is still back in Thailand, and it turned into uh, uh, a you know, maybe about 10, 15 pages. And that's about the time that I remember that I'd always romanticized about renting a house in the middle of nowhere and writing a book. So I did. I moved to a place called Vilcabamba in the southern tip of the Andes Mountains in Ecuador. My best friend at the time was, he was, he was living in the house right next to me. It was just up on this, this mountain in this, this small town, uh, a lot of hippies and you know, good organic food, very interesting. And I wrote out a workbook and a PDF. Show that to my business partner, two years, my now business partner, two years later. And he's like, this tech is legit. And he comes from a sales training program development background, a prestigious one. He knew what he was looking at. And he goes, let's, let's turn this into a, a real business. And I'm like, cool. He's like, we've got to change some stuff. And you got to cut your hair. I had a ponytail. But I'm like, oh, okay, fine, let's do it. And that he took the, the workbook and the the ebook and turned it into core language upgrade. Okay, Damn. and we we had to shoot it twice, which I'll talk about here in a second. So, um, abracadabra, it does not mean magic. It is a very old word. It's Aramaic, which is one of the 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 languages, two languages Jesus spoke. It was the language the original Old Testament was written in. Some people still, there's still Aramaic-speaking populations in, over in the Middle East. And it translates to, with my word I create, or with my word I influence. And, and that, so I was down in Ecuador at a, uh, at a dinner with friends, and a guy, he said, hey, Mark, you know what abracadabra means? And I'm like, yeah, imagine. He goes, no. And he told me about this. And it, it so many things clicked into place. I put my fork down, moved over, and I said, tell me everything you know. The metaphysicians of the day would triangulate it and wear it around their neck to remind them of the, the power and the mechanism of, of story, of spoken word, because they knew if they got that right, then, then they, they win the, the, the identity game. Okay? If, someone is, if someone has a very self-deprecating 
negative identity, then there's there is only a certain amount of configurations of, of words that they have used to create that. Okay? And we went and got granular with the words. And that's it's conflict language. Okay, ninety five percent of the time it's conflict language. And so the projections, you know, um, you're trying to make me feel dumb. I influence my imagination with those words and I make a victim villain picture. Okay? You're in the picture, I'm in the picture. You're doing something to me, and who likes being taken advantage of? Okay, it creates a tremendous amount of um, bitterness if taken far enough. It's we call it the venom, and I've I've done all of these things. Okay, uh, uh, there was a when I was in Thailand when I first moved over there. Uh, I went over for kickboxing, jacked my knee up had a second surgery, and, and I was a fucking mess for a year. I didn't laugh for a year. I didn't even do bitter. I was like, ah, that's not good enough. Let's go to seething. Yeah, that'll, that'll help things out. We'll just, we'll just go around seething, and I, I couldn't get my face into position to enjoy anything. Those three pillars, uh, uh, negations, soft talk, and, and, and projections, those are the three pillars of conflict language. Now, as you all know, because you've taken the course, there is another subset of the English language. It's the opposite of that. It's called architect language. We'll get into that in a second. Interesting side note about core language upgrade is we had to shoot that thing, reshoot that thing, because before conflict language was called conflict language, it was known as victim mentality language. And accurate as that is, it's too strong of a place to start the conversation. What do you, what do you mean? I'm not a victim. What do you mean? You're talking Okay. Yet I've got all this conflict in my life. Okay. The definition of a victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. That's the verbatim definition of the victim mentality. Second, the second sentence is very revealing and accurate. It depends, as in it has to have... A habitual thought process. And the habitual, which accurately implies duration and addiction, is conflict language. Do people create this as a way of relieving some sort of accountability? Uh, 100%. Yeah, because if they're not accountable, then they don't have to do anything about it. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's part of it. And a lot, and some of it is, is, is simply a lack of education. We come with this with we we love that perspective because all of us are teachers uh myself mike bledsoe adam chin and it makes the conversation it uh it, it takes a lot of the a lot of the resentment out of the conversation okay or the or the or the guilt you know how could i have been so stupid no 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 <clears throat> i didn't have a a class course or conversation about what we're talking about right now in any of my public schooling or when I got my master's in education. Nothing. So what does that mean? That means that my education about language that I use all day, every day, is, it's, it's, it's static. It comes down to spelling, grammar, and definitions. None of that addresses the, the, my imagination or my feelings and emotions, my physiology. And how I'm breathing, 
which are the four things that we focus on as far as abracadabra is concerned, the, in, the influence of language. So when someone in, engages in a, in, a, in, a, in a thought process, I probably use this example in the Travis Mash workshop because it's, it, sums, it puts everything on the table immediately. I was working with a young man. This is well, six years now. Uh, same setup, two of us in a room, two chairs facing each other. And he said, <clears throat> excuse me, very emphatically, Mark, I can't keep focusing on my past. And for the audience, what did I just do and almost lose my headset because of? <laughs> T- turned around and looked over my shoulder as fast as I could. Excuse me, take a drink. And, and that's what he did. I'm staring right at him. Of course, I saw it. He didn't because he's in it. He's in it. I said, dude, you know, you just turned around and looked behind you, right? And he goes, what? I said, yeah, you did. What did you see? Because I, I, I go for, I keep shit simple. Focus on the four things. Uh, uh, I, uh, I saw myself on the couch and, and, and all alone. So he made a mental image. He made, he made some pictures, a little mental movie about it. Now we got two out of the four. He engaged his physical body and engaged his imagination, influenced them, abracadabra. I asked him how he was feeling, stressed and anxious. There's number three, emotions and feelings. And guess where he was breathing? And this is 30% of the conversation while we're sitting, standing here today. Uh, uh, he was, where, where, when someone's in a stressed state, where are they breathing? Where do they breathe? Chest, baby. It's all chest. Shallow breathing. Yeah, shallow breathing. He sent himself into a, a, a sympathetic nervous system response. Okay, he made the worst case scenario picture again. Which was a negation. I can't, key, negation keyword, keep focusing on my past. And when he was focusing on his past, do you think he was looking at the, 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 the good things that have happened to him or the, the cool stuff he's done? No, it's all worst case stuff there again for him to look at once again. Yay. Let's, let's, let's try to, let's try to move ourselves forward in a, in a, uh, very, um, enlightening and, and, and enlifted fashion. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, by, by staring at the worst parts of myself repeatedly. Yeah, you got to look at that stuff. But every day, all day, or 50 times a day? No. And I had him, uh, uh, the breathing is such a big part of it. Okay, because you guys know you're both very athletic and you live in these worlds. When someone goes into, uh, an athletic endeavor, and their breathing mechanics are really messed up, what's eventually going to happen? They're going to wear out pretty quickly. Yeah. Stress situation. Stress situation. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time till they break. Yes. Yes. It's where a lot of the yo-yoing comes from. Okay. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why we created and lifted because we saw major holes in what is generally accepted as um, you know a, a good thing, you know mindset, mental toughness. I just need to get more tough and more more committed. Okay, so harder, faster. No, no, there's more to it than that. If that's all you have, and that's all I had, that's all I had as a competitive fighter. And when my knee broke, and I did not negation acknowledged have that outlet again that 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 thing turned on me that thing turned in on me because it had to it had nowhere to go 
Oh, okay. So, and 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 darkness, darkness descended. Um. So when someone starts to change their words, they start using less soft talk keywords. They start solidifying their language. Okay, so we've got three pillars of conflict language, three pillars of architect language. They start using less negations, you know. I can't keep focusing on my past. That's what that guy said. I said, cool, great, I get it. Write it down. I can't keep focusing on my past, which is what I highly recommend for people that are listening to this. You've got some thoughts on loop. They're going to keep looping. Get them on paper, make them finite, and stare at the words. Okay? It's a big deal. So I said, if that's what you can't keep doing, what can you start doing? And he, he said it like a question. Uh, focus on my future more? And it, went, it just went like that, which is where things start. You know, we got to socialize these ideas. There's a natural progression until he knows that's the case, and he acts accordingly or more accordingly. And I said, cool, man, say it like a statement. Uh, I, 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 see, he's talking to himself. I, I can. I, I, I can focus on my future more. Cool. Take a, take a breath and say it one more time. So we get him more relaxed. I, I can. I, I can. Okay, yes. I can focus on my future more. And then we identified three things that he can do in the next three months to remediate some of the problems that he was having at work, which is why we were having the conversation in the first place. Okay? So that he went from neg a negation to an affirmation. And our affirmations, it's not, you know, convince yourself that everything's flowery and wonderful. It's, it's about accuracy, okay? And what we want as opposed to what we don't want. What we can do as opposed to what we can't do. And what is possible as opposed to what isn't possible, okay? It's why the, the, you got a windshield when you're driving that's this big and a rearview mirror that's this big. If I'm using negations, the whole thing is flipped. I'm staring in the rearview mirror trying to go forward. It's very hard. Like I said, I've done it all, and um, That's an and metaphor, yeah, it works. I love, I love that. The it, it works. The first thing my driving teacher taught me when I walked into the room, he said, "Look where you want to go, because you're probably going to go there." Yeah. Thanks, dude. I'm still talking about that. Twenty-five years later. Shit. And then there's, then there's reflection. So what happens when I walk into the bathroom and look in the mirror? I see me. What happens when I, you know, say that, you know, you, you make me feel stupid all the time. I see you and I see me in a, in a certain way and I, I delegate responsibility for the feelings that I create to you. And if I keep doing that, then growth is, is it's stunted. It's retarded by nature. And the definition of retarded is to slow the, the, the progression of, the development of. That's it. Okay. And what happens when someone starts doing that, just change some of the words, they start making different pictures. And they start creating different feelings. And their body starts to loosen up. Here's the kicker. The breath begins to descend down into abdomen, which is where it's supposed to be. Most people are walking around as chronic chest breathers, shallow breathers, chest breathers, stressed breathers. 
That makes everything hard. You know where I notice this the most is when I'm, I, don't know, I just realized this probably a couple months ago for driving to Yogi's a lot. I'm in traffic in area. I'm sitting down. Which is a real thing. And I can't, I breathe into my chest. I can't breathe as much just because of the nature of where I'm sitting. Sure. I'm just getting tight. My back is tight. And I, my in traffic. Yes, that's, that's, I, I know how to piss myself off real fast, okay? Think some certain things and speak some, in some certain ways and make sure I'm all locked up down here. I will become irritated. In traffic, uh, I, that's par for the course. I will do, I will, I will take uh, dramatic, drastic countermeasures at times when I'm in traffic just to, just to interrupt that process. I will plaster a huge smile on my face, hold it there for five minutes, which is a, which is quite a task, and then make sure I'm breathing down into my abdomen. It takes almost all of my mental real estate. I've got just enough left to drive, and I look I look stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Do not care. I had a, a a knot in my stomach for the longest time, man. And it was story related. It was identity related. And it was it was breath related. It was breathing mechanics related. And it was it was in it was it was in it was connected to my tight shoulders, my tight jaw, and my puckered butthole. My asshole was all puckered up, man, like a tight ass in a bad way. My pelvic floor, like the whole thing. It was it was it was it was because of the story I was telling myself. And as I have changed my language to whatever degree that I have, and I breathe better and move better, which I do, in comparison to, you know, let's just say the, the when I first moved to Thailand, it was 2002, um, I bought the, the domain name Unpuckered. And I'm going to do a podcast where it's just sessions. Somebody... They pick a, a fake first name. They come on, and we do an hour conversation. Translate the hell out of that. Get them unpuckered. Because that's what happens. When the breathing gets down back into the abdomen, it starts interacting, obviously, with the pelvic floor different. People loosen the fuck up. Physiologically. And then they move different. Emotionally, the whole thing. We're a process. I, I, I asked a woman. We talked about the... We gave a TED Talk on this two years ago, the... It was on the, the, the difference between the current definition of identity and the reality of it. So the current definition of identity is the fact of being who or what a person is. Thanks. And, and I said that, and I'm like, well, the woman said yes last night. She goes, uh, at our talk, she goes, we, we, we are facts. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Do you see yourself differently in any way than you did when you were five? Uh, well, 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 yeah. And I said, Exactly. Your, your identity, it's not a fact. It's an ongoing, fluid, flexible process that you participate in with your words, with your language. When I say language, I mean internal dialogue and external dialogue. And I say, you're more of a what than a who. You're more of the ability to create the story of you than the story of you. Damn. 
did, did you guys just get that? That was a powerful sentence. Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one days. Twenty one days. Um, Fifteen minutes a day. <clears throat> Ten if you if you go quick. And yeah, it's an IV drip of this information. Yeah. Oh. That's how the, we do that too. That. that that is how the game is played. We do that. We call ourselves out. Make corrections. Uh. uh, uh very frequently when necessary in our when we have business meetings and things like that it's part of the culture it's part of the culture of people checking their language okay and it's fun and it's it, it's exceedingly productive um and so did mike show Bledsoe show january 2017 um Flow stated goes along you know we we bring adam chin in the conversation and we took the the Procabulary, uh, the tech and the philosophy, and focused in on the story of, of functional fitness. So, procabulary, it's a general training for the, the, the well, it's a, it's a training for the general audience. Okay? And lifted is for people in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. It's for people that work out, it's for athletes, it's for coaches. And uh, whether you're, whether you're, in a relationship, your profession, uh, you're a coach, you're an athlete. Developing your cognitive fitness as thoroughly as one develops their physical fitness is this is this is where the conversation in in overall health and wellness is going. You all have likely it's why we have our, our wristbands. Strong, sexy, sane. Those are the three words on them. Okay? Because if you have physical fitness and not cognitive fitness, what's going to happen? It's the same thing. If you're not, if you're cognitively unfit, then you're breathing in your chest. You're stressed. It's the same thing. And then you approach your workouts, your 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 goals in that way. It's pushing a a, a big time uphill battle. Not fun. Not fun at all. Like I've said a couple of times now, I know it because I've done it. What else you want to talk about? Yes. It all goes together. So the got it. It was very easy. We got ourselves a, a, a few bags of strong coffee, and uh, it's a true story. And um, it's powerful. And locked ourselves in a a, a two pool mansion in Palm Springs and stared at each other and scripted uh, the way of the Enlifted Athlete, which is the Enlifted's version of, of core language upgrade. Um, you know, Mike Bledsoe's been in the game for a very long time, and he knows the stories that people tell themselves that hurt, and he knows the stories that, that people that are champions and have sustained healthy, successful careers with their fitness tell themselves and we mapped the whole thing out put in a bunch of skits structured it in a way where it's easy to learn it's the same setup as Core Language Upgrade 5 minute video 
some some questions about the video and 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 you're done. Um, and Mike Bledsoe, being the gangster that he is, he he personified his evil inner saboteur workout partner named Billy. And uh, you might have seen some of these clips of Billy on the screen behind us. So Billy wears a a bandana and some sunglasses, and he's he's all yoked up and broed out, and and just blames and compares and is bitter and has he's socially awkward and feels like people are talking about him and and what I I have that in me too. Most people do. It's a byproduct of a glitch in our language, and so calling that part of us out and making the conversation fun and funny takes so much of the of the edge off of what we need to work on it makes it, it, it and then you do it in a group so we do group trainings and then lifted uh, two a year they're 90 days two lessons a week from the course an hour-long call with Mike and I, moderated Slack channel, and uh, so it's a, it's a. I've done crash course workshops; they're great, and for what we're doing right now, we want a drawn-out approach. It's about a two-hour time commitment a week, so it's a, it's, it sets up a nice rhythm. It, we, just, we, we did that on purpose. I'll leave it at that. Damn. We're four days old. We've been launching since December 2nd. We thought we were going to uh, launch December 2nd and just the course. We were just going to. When we sat down to do this thing, we're like, okay, we'll build a course and we'll sell it. It'll be a, a, a side project. And as we kept researching and developing the way of the enlifted athlete, many other things presented itself to us many other needs in the fitness industry and like no this is way more than this and we need to um, structure it accordingly so it took us okay December January February March April five extra months to launch we launched the day before paleo effects it will Duke Ellington my, my business partner Adam he loves this he said I, I don't need more time. I need a deadline. I like that. I like that. You like give me a too. deadline and it's on. Same for me. I need a deadline. Speak slower. I that I learned to do that. I taught myself to do that, based on uh, a need, and then a desire, and then a fascination with it. Uh, I like breathing well, and I like um, I like saying things in particular ways. So it fascinates me. Some people, if somebody says, oh, you know, they're just words, I'm like, okay, cool, I understand, man. I'm not, like, we got a photo booth behind us. That shit doesn't interest me at all. Okay? 
language does, stories do, words do. And when someone, so for the purposes of experiencing what we've been talking about, when someone slows down their rate of speech, they give themselves that extra amount of, of visibility, awareness, to connect dots between what they're thinking and saying and what transpires in their outer world. And to make matters even better, they're going to breathe better. Because if I start talking fast about all the things that I'm doing in my life and all the people that are here and the, the t-shirts we got going on and the, the this guy's he's doing the physical assessment and, and we got David Robinson talking to the guy and the, the thing over there and we got the juve light back there and you wouldn't believe what that motherfucker said to me yesterday <laughs> on the phone and on and on and on. You've met people that it's like a machine gun. Yeah. With their words and their stories and they clip a grenade and throw it over there and they got a <laughs> they got an atom bomb for their family next time that they see them. No. Slow it down. Down regulate. Conflict language, conflict stories, which beget the victim mentality. They create the victim mentality. It's very upregulating. That's a bad place to live. Come down. Down down regulate. Speak a little bit slower and you'll get you'll you'll feel it. You'll get some you'll get you'll get a little bit of that. And all you need is a little bit. Because once you feel that, you're like, oh, there is a game to be played. Tell me more. Yeah. Slow it down. To me, you know, the biggest thing by slowing it down and by getting the tools from, from Mark and Mike specifically in in May of uh of last year is that I've raised my awareness. Kinda how Matt just caught himself saying kinda or just and we can catch ourselves. We're raising our own awareness. We're raising the awareness of people around us and everybody we interact with. This is raising consciousness. This is in a, this in a practical, granular way. Yeah, which don't is, don't be more positive. Pay attention. Pay, pay a little bit more attention to to some of the words, and watch what happens. Yeah, and it's as Matt said earlier. It's a lot about taking responsibility, taking you know, being accountable for yourself. Just do the work yourself. Don't don't try to fix everybody else. And, oh, that's the that's that's a horrible strategy, and um, it's it's what most people have you know just be more positive or have a good attitude like you're going to have dessert there's more to it than that it's too broad it's too global it, it crumbles under pressure okay get get more get more specific with the word choice Masasho, Masashi Miyamoto Masashi the guy that wrote the book of five rings the famous Japanese swordsman he said that the, the cause of all suffering is immature strategy trying to fix other people so I feel better about the stuff that I have failed to figure a way of, of remediating in myself that's my strategy that's that's a that's an immature strategy okay just just you know grin and bear it immature strategy damn you follow me on Instagram at mark England 2020 if you want to know more about the vocabulary course core language upgrade Go to vocabulary.org, go to courses, watch the three-minute promotional video. If you like what you see, keep going. On the next page, you'll see an ad coupon uh, box. In that, enter next level, and you'll get $100 off. It's a $299 course uh, retail, and you'll get it for $199. The lessons are yours for the rest of your life. It will change your game.
It will change all your games. And if you want to know more about Enlifted, go to enlifted.me and take our free cognitive fitness assessment survey. Dope. My pleasure, Mark. Thank, Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank You've you changed our lives in yeah. such a positive way. Kick ass. Thank Love you, sir. It. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon.